everybody. Welcome to episode 183 of the Finger Guns Podcast. How are you doing? My name's Roscoe. I do hope you're well. Joining us this week, it's Josh Thompson. Hi, uh. Hey, uh, yeah, love. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, mate. Very well, very well. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. How, how has your week been? Uh, yeah, it's been all right. A uh, lot of work, but I really enjoyed last night's uh, fortnight where we tried out the new chapter mm. and did all that good stuff. That was probably the highlight. I don't know if that's uh, if that's good or if that sounds a bit sad, but you need to get you, you need to get your hammer kill on social media somehow. Yeah, um, I can't. Yeah, I tried to save the video from the from the chat, but I wasn't able to. It didn't let me. Oh, that's lame. I mm. could send it to Slack or something, hopefully. Because it's truly one for the ages. To be honest, absolutely spectacular kill. <laughs> Miles Thompson. Hello there. Oh, hello there. How are we, sir? I am doing absolutely grand. How are you? Ah, pretty well as well, thank you, mate. Pretty well as well. We've had some fun times this week, including Fortnite, which I never thought I would say. We had a good time last night. Come on now. It was, to be fair, I can't diss it. It was a great time. I'd really I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. We had a really good time. Um, you know, that counters counterbalances the crushing disappointment of um well we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into it. I was gonna say, let's let's save that. It's it's gonna be its own thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Catlight Valley. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the world of 3060 Gaming PC Wonderment. How are you? Oh my God. Yes. I'm coming to you live from 3060 Gaming Wonderment, Rainbow Keyboard, Love and Life. Um, I went to Curry's. I got too excited and I went to Curry's the next day and bought a Razor Mouse and a Razor Mouse pad. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, that that happened, and it's like RGB as well, and it just lights up, and it's all colourful. It it brings me joy in my NHS day life. You know, if I'm having to write an email, it's okay because I can just look look to my right, and there's just a lovely rainbow colourful mouse. And <laughs> then I remember I fell into a laptop, and here it is. Came three days early. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so, a wonderful thing. A wonderful thing. So happy. It, it was so it was so funny like listening to people's reactions of the episode last week. I was like. I was like, oh my God, they can't get a laptop. I can't finish it. I'm not near the end yet. I'm like, you're just going to have to listen. You're going to have to listen and find out. Yeah. Well, yeah I love, I love having a um a story running through our podcast last week. Yeah. Great. Like, I got legitimate messages. Like, did you buy it? Did you buy it? I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance to finish it. I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why not? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was sick. It was awesome. And it's here. And I don't regret a thing, actually, to be honest with you. So oh, I'm doing good. pretty great. I'm so happy for you. So happy for you that we absolutely willed you into it. But um, yeah, I'm proud of you nonetheless. And joining us for the first time in a little while, the FFG himself, the master, the overlord, Mr. Sean Davies. Hello. Hello. Hi. There he is. I guess the story of this podcast is Sean needs a new mic. Sean needs a new mic. Uh, this hello. week, will Sean buy a new mic by the end of the episode? You're going to have to no. stay tuned in to find out. No. Sean uses this four times a month, and that's pretty much it. It's not worth <laughs> buying another mic. Hello, everybody. Hi, Ross. How, how are you, sir? It's good to hear you, mate. I, I'm very well. I'm, I'm very, very good. Thank you very much. Good, Life good. Are you, are you grand? Are you living the dream? I am. You know what? Right now, I'm living the dream, I think, every 
probably possibly every teenage girl that's ever been. I'm currently in an Udi. I have Ben and Jerry's fish food on the go right now. And I'm just kicking back, having a great time. <laughs> See, I thought you said jacuzzi. There was a slight glitch. <laughs> I thought you turned into one of those um, like jacuzzi streamers, um, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in a jacuzzi, streaming on Twitch as you do. No, unfortunately, I don't have a jacuzzi in my little studio flat, but uh, as much as I'd like one, but no, um, I'm not here. I'm not. You don't have to picture me in a bikini trying to get followers. Don't worry. Uh, Sorry today, because you know normally I do. Well, not today. It's Sunday, isn't it? You know, it's... <laughs> fair enough. Wait, it's Monday. Oh, whatever. Whatever. I don't know what day it is. Uh, right then, let's get into our games of the week. Um, let's start on a relatively positive note, should we? Uh, Josh, what's your game of the week? Uh, so my game of the week is going to be Need for Speed Unbound. Ooh, um, yeah. More specifically, uh, the kind of 10-hour trial you can get as part of like the EA subscription service they kind of do. Um, I think that is a great like in if you're not unsure on this um because i haven't played need for speed since maybe the 2017 one when it was like kind of just stripping it back to the title alone um and everything but the driving was kind of lame uh so it was like 399 i've got 10 hours i've still got about four more hours maybe so i've i've done a good chunk for like a two days of it um and so far i'm really enjoying it um the driving is very heavy and weighty, and I'm not sure if it's my ability or if it's kind of the physics of the game that I'm not getting along with just yet. Uh, and I'm also getting my ass kicked. I was on normal difficulty, and I've taken it down to casual, and I'm still not winning races. I don't know if it's because my car's crap, um, but I'm having fun regardless. Um, it's a really lovely-looking city. Uh, the graphics are beautiful, and I love the cel-shaded um kind of well the, the characters are shell cell shaded and then you get these kind of um styles on like boost on your nos nos boost and uh when you do like tricks or evade police they like drawings like shoot out of the car it, it's really hard to explain without like showing it um it's very gen z i think uh the game uh it's got a lot of like brands that like clothing companies that are like behind it. And it's got ASAP Rocky, the rapper as like the figurehead for the, for the game. Um, so it's very catering to a younger audience. And I saw someone uh, tweet that's probably like around my age saying like, this need for speed unbound is making me feel like how I felt the first time I played need for speed underground Two back when I was a kid. And I, and I think that's a great way to put it is that, this is going to be a generation's kind of cool racing game. Um, but yeah, I've not got too much to say because I really haven't got that far because I've spent so many so much time uh, customizing the look of the car because you kind of can go wild with it. It doesn't pay to do it. You can just add as much as you want, make it look as crazy as possible. Um, ah, the dialogue is a little bit naff. Um, I think maybe... I hate to admit, but I might be a bit too old for kind of the characters on it in terms of like understanding what they're saying because it's very, uh, it, it, it's going to date itself with the kind of uh, slang that they use. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's a really cool racer. Like I said, if you've 
got 399 you can try it for 10 hours um and it's well worth that and then make a make a decision after you've done that because it's a really cool racer yeah i kind of i'm in agreement with you i think it's a um i do feel like a dad playing it mm, um, a bit, bit like too old for it there's a couple of cool two cool things in there that is a bit yeah. like oh god yeah, it's yeah. like it's not meant for me at all. I'm not in this game's demographic, I don't think. Mm. Um, I my favorite Need for Speed it's controversial, but my favorite Need for Speed has always been the run. I loved that game, okay, because um, I had a I had a like a full on story going through it, and, I, and you know it always felt like the um always felt like I was on the edge the whole time, so I just had to keep outrunning the cops like the entire breadth of America, and it was really interesting. And I don't think it ever gets the props it deserves, but. Yeah, this one this, this one's cool. This one's cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I think the new visual style doesn't get in the way too much, which is nice. I think. Um, no, it's like of... a it's like an encoutrement to the kind of beautiful graphics, like real life graphics, isn't it? It's just like it's an extra. It's not um, it's not taking over it. It's not stripping it back. It's kind of just a little bit added. It's like a flair, isn't it? That's added to it. That's just makes it a bit more exciting. Yeah, just like kind of a layer, really, um, and. It, it it does, it does certainly adds to it, um, but it doesn't take over, which is nice. So yeah, yeah, I'm 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 very happy with Unbound so far. I think it's pretty good. Uh, Kat, what is your game of the week? Uh, I wonder. Uh, my game. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. My game of the week is uh, Dreamlight Valley, which I thought I would never Ooh. play, but I know. Woo! Um. But I fucking love it. Like, all I've been saying all week is, how much does this game, like, slap? Just how much does it slap? Like, I was literally in the bathroom brushing my teeth yesterday, and I was like, but that is every, like, farming simulator's gaming dream who loves Disney. Like, you're in a world, you get to build your own house, everything is Disney-related, the soundtrack is Disney-related, because obviously Disney have the rights because it's their game. Um, and your best pals are like Goofy and Donald Duck and Mickey and and I, I just think like wow that's such a cool game like I kind of when it came out I was a bit like oh, I bet that sucks so bad like I bet it's a good idea that's not really been followed through with um, and ah oh, eat, eat my hat eat my hat I'm loving it I'm really enjoying it it plays like butter on my PC, you know the PC that I got last week during the party. Yeah, that one. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember uh, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's uh, just, yeah. I think I just like what what would a Disney fan's dream be? Oh, it'd be to have a game where you live in a world full of Disney and you're you're yourself and you talk with them and you do tasks with them and you be friends with them and yeah and you collect so much like there's so much to it as well and um like obviously because it's live and stuff like it changes around every day they've got a day night cycle uh but that follows your time i just cool super cool stuff i mean i'm sure i'm gonna get to a point where there's not gonna be much to do because i have to do like x y and z and they're all bullshit hard tasks but i'm not there yet so I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, um, it's early days, but that is my game of the week. It's so magical in the best way. Fair play to Disney for making a game that doesn't suck ass because I'm 30 years old and I'm loving it. So there you go. Um, yeah, I'm, I've, Thanks, I've really, I've really enjoyed. You know, I've really enjoyed Dreamlight since since it came out. You were my recommendation. And... I was just like, right, what am I playing on PC? And you were like, Dreamlight Valley, and I was like, 
fair, sold. I'll do it. I'll jump in. Because, you know, I've seen it on PlayStation and I was just like, do you know what? Don't fancy it. Just don't fancy it. And then Mm. I'm I'm just like Mr. Idiot over here. Just... Yeah, but, well, yeah, yeah, you I'm get glad. there eventually. That's all right. You get there eventually. It's you fine. Do. Yeah, I do, got, it, it did go to a point where I was like, right, I am out of things to do now. Okay. Yeah. So I left it for a couple of days, and then the Scar update arrived, and I was like, great, I'm playing, get Scar, and yeah, the Toy Story update is tomorrow. So Sick. that's very exciting. Yeah, so I'm lucky because I've got like obviously it's been out for a few months now, so I do have a lot to catch up on. Mm. Um, so yeah, that'll be really really cool and yeah, super cool stuff. And you know, I'm still opening everything up, and you know, there's and it's there's actually a decent story behind it as well. It's not like a rubbish crap story. It's like oh okay yeah fair enough. I wonder who this person is. Do 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 do. Um. So for those of you who haven't played, um, essentially, uh, something called the forgetting has happened, where um thorns grew around the kingdom, and it made uh characters forget. It made some characters disappear. Um, but the characters who still live in the kingdom have forgotten as well. So they just know that the town is in disarray, and some of them remember some bits, and some of them don't really remember other bits. Um and you have the magical power to get rid of the thorns um, by getting Dreamlight. And yeah, and as you get rid of the thorns and you build people's houses back and you like do tasks for them and build up your friendship, they start to remember more and more and more so they can get to the bottom of it. Um, I still haven't reunited Mickey and Minnie and that fucking breaks my heart because he keeps talking about how much he misses her and how he wants to make biscuits. Oh, I've made, I've had a picnic with him <laughs> just, just to make him like, so, because he was like, I miss her so much. I'm going to, can you help me make her favorite food? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do that. And then I'm going to go and cry. So that's fine. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it's, it's a great game. Great game. If you haven't yeah. played it, play it. Um, am I right in thinking it's cross safe as well? It is across PC and Xbox. PC but, and Xbox, okay. Yeah, if not you have a PC PS5, they're like, no, you're not allowed to, no, which is annoying. Fuck off. That is so I found I found that out after buying it for the PlayStation because I started on PC. And then um, yeah. I was like, right, I'm going to do this PlayStation, play on the big screen, sit on my sofa and enjoy it. Oh, I'd say, thinking that you could like resume your yeah. save. Yeah, because yeah, I wondered that because I was like, oh, would all the trophies just pop immediately or like what would happen? I don't know. Um, okay, yeah. that's good to know because I probably would have done the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, hold off getting the PS5 version because, uh, yeah, you want to carry on the save. Uh, but it works on Xbox if you're listening. So, if you've got both, then uh, yeah, you can carry on yeah. on Xbox if you want to. Um, so, yeah, Dreamlight Valley. I remember when I got Wally and I was like, I was like the happiest person for days after that. He was so grateful that he came to the valley. And I was like, you're welcome, oh. man. You're welcome. Oh, my God. I just can't wait. I can't right. wait to get everyone. So many people. So many people to save. Indeed. Um, talking about someone to save, I think Miles needs to be saved. Save, Miles. Hello. What's your game of the week, bud? Oh. <laughs> like fucking Eeyore. Oh, I feel like Eeyore. <laughs> It's the Callisto Protocol, and I should be really excited at this point. I was so keen to talk about this on the pod before I got it. Um, hmm. So I'm just going to use an analogy to sum up this experience. So the Callisto Protocol feels like the kid at school who copied their own homework from a test a year before to do the same test a year later and somehow managed to fuck up copying their own homework and just got it wrong and failed. 
Like, that's kind of what this game feels like. (laughs) And it's not bad. It's just everything in this game was done better roughly about 14 years ago in the original Dead Space. And it feels like, Josh, you kind of made the comparison of, like, it sounds like the Order 1886, but, like, this, like, Generations version. And it kind of is like that because it is an absolutely unbelievably stunning visual game and the audio design is also incredible and it captures the atmosphere of dead space superbly it probably is one of if not the best looking game just in terms of photorealistic environments like i think that's out there at the moment but that's kind of the only thing it actually gets perfectly good or like correct so like there's a new focus on like melee combat is like a much bigger emphasis in this game and effectively you can point your analog stick left or right and or to dodge and then you hold it back in order to block and the idea is that enemies will like swing in combos so you have to move the stick left to right as they swing more times the tutorial kind of tells you that you need to do it to line up how they're going to throw the punch or whatever but you actually don't you just hold the stick any direction and dude will dodge for you and i was like okay that's a bit of a weird thing because that makes the gameplay completely pointless but it's also set up for one in one, sorry, one on one kind of engagements. So the moment there's more than one enemy, the targeting system completely fucking breaks because it doesn't know who to target and who's hitting you. And if you swing at the same time as an enemy, even if you hit them first, they will still hit you regardless, even though the animation is supposed to not do that. It's very confusing. The range combat is a really boring version of, like in Dead Space, you have the plasma car, a flamethrower, a fucking saw that you could just hold in front of you by gravity. You could stasis and throw things at all sorts. In this, you have a pistol, a shotgun, and an assault rifle that you get right near the end, and you can throw enemies. And that's kind of your entire combat-like skill set. Um, so it feels very kind of watered down. The reticule is a little bit all over the place as well. There's like a snap lock on thing you can do after a melee combo that doesn't really work all that great. Um, And there's a really easy strategy. If you're struggling at any point, pull out your shotgun, fire at an enemy's legs, and then one hit kill them with a melee strike, and that will get you through the entire game. No problem. There's one boss, and there's one mini boss, which is then reused another four times. That's it for bosses. And there's about five distinct enemies that you actually fight throughout the course of a 10-hour game. It's not enough. The story is like threadbare to the point where I've laughed about this with pretty much everyone I've spoken to it about. The main character gets told about halfway to three quarters in what's kind of going on on Callisto. And at the very last chapter, you walk through like a bunch of stuff and he goes, oh, this is happening. And I was like, yeah, you fucking know this from four chapters ago. You were told this by multiple people. And it's just baffling like the story is just very there's only like two actual characters aside from the two antagonists who aren't even really in it and sam whitwer is criminally criminally undervalued in this game and isn't given nearly enough screen time it's awful um and it just feels like it was kind of thrown together very quickly and the ending isn't really an ending it feels like the story got about 75 percent of the way through and they went fuck it that'll do and then just called that the ending And I was like, okay, I guess that's where we're finishing then. It just feels really rushed and poorly implemented, which kind of makes no sense given that a lot of these developers worked on Dead Space and perfected all of these things so many years ago. And it kind of feels like it's stuck wanting to be a Dead Space-like sequel, but it can't be. 
but also kind of wanting to do its own thing to be distinct enough to have a personality, but also doesn't do that well enough either. And although it's kind of gratifying, there's loads of gore and violence, it looks beautiful, and the actual shooting and hitting enemies feels really punchy and really visceral, it just kind of loses all interest by about halfway. And then you still have another half to go of effectively just playing the same game. There's no exploration, there's no puzzles, you just walk in a straight line and kill things until you finish the game at a point that doesn't even feel like a finish. It's really strange because I desperately wanted to love this game and there are parts where I could feel like the old Dead Space vibe getting through and I was like, this is good, this is fun. And then I'd be hit with like the 90th same quick time event. There's like a section where you open like three chests in a row for loot and each one has a bug in it that you have to just do a quick time event to kill and there's no loot in them. And it did it three times in a row and I was like, what is the point in that? It's just lots of very odd design decisions and it kind of feels like they lost a little bit of what made this formula so good. But as a foundation, if they can build on this and refine a lot of the problems that it has, it will become a very good game. So I'm hoping either the story DLC or a sequel will do better. But I genuinely don't think that this is worthy of purchasing at the point that it's at right now. Because I just, if you're going into this wanting dead space, you will get the atmosphere, but you won't get anything else of what made that game so good. Um and it's not really a survival horror because it's not really scary. You get so desensitized to all of it so quickly that it doesn't really have a lot to offer after that. It's just very bad jump scares for the entire runtime. So, yeah, I've done a full write-up, but I kind of needed to rant about it to get it off my chest because, as everyone knows, I was super hyped for this and it's kind of really let me down. It's not a bad game. It's just, it's just worse than games that we've had over the last 10 years that have already been far better. So yeah, it's yeah, made me upset. <laughs> oh man. Honestly. Oh <laughs> uh, it wasn't meant to be like this. How much um how much Kamiko was there in um Callisto Protocol? Uh wait, how I much said, what, sorry? Uh Kamiko from the boys is in it, isn't she? Oh um, oh her name's Danny, yes. Yeah, um, Danny. She I don't want to spoil too much for anyone who wants to play it, but she's not in it as much as you think she is, but she's in it enough. Uh, like she should be in it more. She's a decent character, but again, her and the other sub character are like really, really badly fleshed out. Like their mm-hmm. backstories are just non-existent, and there's like meant to be a couple of emotional moments, but there's no payoff because the main character and the sub characters interact for a total of like maybe six times together between them it's yeah it does doesn't really work <laughs> okay fair but she okay. is very good in it for what she does have she is excellent mm, okay well that's something i suppose yeah so that's yep. uh, the calista protocol uh, yeah you can go and read miles's review up on the website right now finger guns don't there go check it out yeah. um finally game of the week mr sean davies yes yeah, so my game of the week is called the forest quartet i can't really talk a vast amount about it because I'm embargoed for a little bit, but I just need to put this on people's radar because it's a very small and personal game that's coming out on the 8th of December, and uh, it's it's a game you can sit down and play in an evening, um, but it's, it's quite poignant, and I can tell you the general gist of the game. You play a character called Nina, who uh, recently deceased. Uh, she's part of a band that lives deep in a in a Swedish or Danish wood, I think it is. Um, this whole band, they live in this deep, dark forest because they got fed up of the world in general and moved there. And 
Nina has passed on, but still wants to kind of influence the lives of her bandmates. So you, you play through and you find all of her bandmates kind of suffering with their various personality traits. And she tries to help them. It's it's a short game, um, but like look out for my full review on the website. But you know, if you if you were looking for something a bit quirky to play over Christmas, I'd definitely give this a look. It's coming to PlayStation and PC, I think, on the eighth. Lovely. So yeah, that's it. How about it you? It's really nice. The trailer was really nice. It, it yeah. is. It is. Um, it is very nice. It's, it's it's a unique thing, you know. Like a lot of the elements will feel, you know, mechanically um, similar, like the puzzles or kind of puzzles you've played before. But it, the tone is just very striking, very personal, very made by a person for people, um, and you kind of feel like you're just getting a glimpse of this really personal game that you're playing. So, yeah, it's worth looking. Cool, cool. I'll check it out for sure. Is your game of the week Fortnite by any chance? No, it's not, actually. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to hold off until our topic um, in a second. Okay. But my game of the week, beyond beyond reasonable doubt, unbelievably, is Marvel's Midnight Suns. And wait, 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 whoa, 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 what? An XCOM yeah. game is your game of the week? No, that game, no, I was like, fuck that game. And then all the reviews came out. They were like, this game's awesome. I was like, God fucking damn it. And my FOMO kicked in. You know, we got to talk about my FOMO, Mars. I really need help with it big time. Yeah, you really do need um, some help with that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I bought it. I played it for the first time today because obviously Fortnite dropping their new map at the same time. What am I going to play? I'm going to play Fortnite. But I played it for the first time today. I'm not very far in it. I've just got past the tutorial and moving into like the, the kind of main section of the first. Uh, the first chapter. I'm really enjoying this game. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this game. Um, I still, my issue with, um, you know, combat, XCOM type combat, where it's like, right, you have a go. Now you have a go. Now you have a go. It's like, the characters would never, ever do this. You know, I'm, there's like the opening tutorial where you play as Doctor Strange and Iron Man. And they're just sitting there, they're just standing there, and it's like the enemies are just right there. Just go and hit them. Oh no, you can't because it's not your turn to hit them. That all that stuff really bugs me. And it still bugs me now. It's going to annoy me, I think, throughout the game. But what's keeping it together is the RPG elements and the story, which I'm finding really engaging. Um, I'm loving having Blade just around, just a great character, just really fun to kind of have nearby with his amazing one-liners, as you can imagine. And it's just a, so far, it's a very entertaining game. Um, I've still got a lot to get through, but um, I in no way want to put it down. I don't want to just dis- disregard it. I want to see what happens. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Um, I like that there are elements where you can walk around and you can actually become the character. And it's not just these, um, you know, the, the, these combat sequences that will annoy me, but, um, you know, they're, hopefully they'll be few and far between. As the game moves on, um, it's all card based. You know, you select a card and you select an enemy. You move here, you move there. It's very typical. Um, I think Miles will probably get more out of it than I will. Um, it, from that perspective, obviously. Um, and you can probably show me how different it is to other games like it in the genre. Um, but it's so far, yeah, so far so good. 
I was going to ask, because from a lot of the kind of coverage I've seen about it, the story and characters have been kind of criticised quite a lot. So I was quite interested um, in whether you found the same. I know you said you've actually found it more engaging, so I wondered what you've kind of enjoyed about it. Um, well, you know, Doctor Strange is very serious. Um, Iron Man's very sarky. Blade is very quick-witted. You know, they've they've nailed the characters, I think, so far. Okay, cool. Um, I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing with Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I won't go into details, but um, from what I've seen so far, it seems a bit, it's a bit odd. Uh, but I'm sure it'll, I'm sure there's a reason for it, which hasn't been explained yet. Mm. Um, so, you know, early days, but stupid game. I really like it. <laughs> stupid XCOM game being good. <laughs> stupid Xbox game, Mario Rabbit game being really fun. I dare that thing. <laughs> I've also heard Captain Marvel is like super OP, but like in line with her character. Well, yeah, of course she is, but that's Captain Marvel. Yeah, I feel like they've nailed that from the sounds of it. Yeah, Captain Marvel she's got her she's got her endgame haircut. It's great. Yeah, I'm happy. It's and good um, yeah, I bought the digital plus edition, so I've got a load of suits and costumes to change them into. So that's fun. So yeah, happy business sense if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's getting great reviews across the board. Um, our own Toby Anderson is going to review it. Uh, so look out for that on the website very, very soon. Um, right then, let's get into the quiz with... Hats. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Mate, I think in 2023, we're going to have to think of a new game. This is fucking getting hard. <laughs> <laughs> going to have to give you like, a, I don't know, Dr. Dot each week or something. <laughs> Dr. Dot. <laughs> have you got the uh, have you got have you got the whiteboard option on your side? The whiteboard option in um, like the bottom right. Oh, you really want a whiteboard now, don't you? Um, no, I don't. I just oh, okay. chat. Just... I'm wondering what one day we could we could do like a like a windows or draw drawing competition. Oh, we could do like Pictionary. That'd yeah. be fucking sick. <laughs> oh <that>. no, <laughs> that'd actually no. be sick. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't. I do not. But, right, uh, never yeah. mind. Oh, well. Never mind. Um, you'll have to excuse my voice. I think I'm getting a cough. Um, yeah, you've so got really high pitch gonna... all of a sudden. Yeah, I keep losing my voice and then I cough and then, you know, <clears throat> it comes back. It's a thing. We live with it. We do. <laughs> so, that's the finger first. Let's just get on with the quiz. If you don't know how to play, you just answer the questions. If you do, great. Answer the questions. We'll be frozen out if you get it wrong. The end. Any questions? Are you ready to go? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Question one. <laughs> what does the 64 in Nintendo 64 reference? Ross. The 64 bits of power the console has. Fuck yeah, it is. Hold on, mate. Thanks, bro. Question, question two. Uh, what is the most popular Nintendo game of all time now? Uh, Wii Sports? No. Yeah. Josh? Is it Pokemon? No. Sean? It's a, it's a Mario Kart. Uh... Technically not, but I'm. I'll uh, see what Miles says, and I might give it to you. Uh, Miles, uh, I'm going to assume that my answer was wrong, so I was going to say Breath of the Wild. So mm. yeah, let Sean answer it. <laughs> Sean, do you want to switch up your answer in any way? 
caught Mario? (laughs) 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 I threw a couple in by saying now, but uh, yeah, it's still Super Mario Brothers. Um, Which I I initially thought um, Animal Crossing would have taken over, but it hasn't. so, uh, what colour cat do you play in Stray? Miles? Ginger. Yes. Um, what five colours are used on the fret buttons of the Guitar Hero consoles? Or controllers, not consoles. Ross. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> red, oh, green, he's doing a tom. red, green, Hi, orange, white, black. Wrong. Josh. Ah, it is... Uh, I want to say it in order too. Uh, red, Prick. Uh, yellow, <laughs> blue, mm-hmm. uh, orange, mm-hmm. and Go then oh, I've got one more. Yeah, there's yeah, one, more. one more. Red, yellow, blue, orange. Is it? Is it green? It is green. Well done. We well done, Josh. Thank you. Uh, what, oh no, who, oh yeah, I guess what as well. What is the shopkeeper called in Cuphead? God, I wish I'd play Cuphead now. That's uh, Sean. Old Milk Jug. <laughs> <laughs> Great name, but not, not the name. Josh. Mm, is it Porky? Oh, you're so close. Oh, he's, he's a pig. I know he's a pig. <laughs> Miles. Porky swine. Oh, good 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 guess, but no. Oh. Bacon Bill. Bacon Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately his name is Pork Rind. Uh, oh, uh, oh, 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 I'm I it. know. Um question whatever the next number is. Uh, <laughs> what colour was the original Sega logo? Uh, Sean. Red. And Yellow. the other... Green. <laughs> what, white? No, orange. White. I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> There's two colours. Well, that's... <laughs> okay. What would you like to... You can You can still... I'll, I'll give it to you, Sean. What, what two colours would you like to go for? Uh, brown and mauve. <laughs> Did I get that wrong? You did. You did. Oh, okay. oh shit. I bet you're so shocked and surprised. Uh, what was the original Sega? Go on, Miles. Who's never black, black and orange. Uh, no, but you, but you might be close. Uh, Joshua. Is it red and yellow? This is not. Oh. Mr. Mr. Sega himself has not answered. Mr. Sega himself, would you like to go? Is it, black, is it black and gold? Oh, no. It's black and red. Come on. I'm going I'm, I'm to do a picture of this because I don't know what you're referencing. I've already um, ever known the Sega logo to be blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm not referencing anything. I'm looking up. Listen, later, 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 later. Okay, fine. Do you only want to find it now? No, 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 not right now, but fine. (laughs) Um, Next question. Look, I'm the problem, okay? It's me. (laughs) 
<laughs> in the binding of Isaac, what does Isaac use as his default projectile attack? <sighs> Josh. Poo. What? Was that? It just sounded like you munched. I said poo. Oh, poo. No, it's not poo. Oh. Oh, yeah, no. It's fucking. Oh, it's uh, Tom Woods back on the board, is it? No, it's not my. It's not. It's my answer's done. I just now realise what it is. Miles, is it blood? Blood? No, it's yeah. not blood. Yeah. Anyone else want to give it a go? Sean's got his hand up. Sean's oh, Sean. It's tears. Mm-hmm. It is tears. Oh, well it is. Yeah, <laughs> played that game so long ago. Uh. Or what do you have to destroy to win League of Legends? Dignity. <laughs> That's like some Braziers. I don't know. Braziers. Your self-esteem. <laughs> no, that's what gets destroyed when you play League of Legends. <laughs> uh, some kind of temple thing. Like statue of some um... kind. <laughs> really specific. Uh, Miles? Um, a fantasy castle. Um, no. Um, it is called a hymen. The next. <laughs> it is called the nexus. Of course, it is very cool. Yep. I think we've all shown um, how big alien... of, uh, League of Legends fans we are. <laughs> League of Legends fans. Um. Woman has what alien race rescued and raised Samus in Metroid? Sean. The ETs. <laughs> no. Samus wants to go home, though. Samus wants to go home. I genuinely home. thought that you'd answered that with so much confidence because it was right. <laughs> I got a fucking clue. <laughs> Anyone else? Never mind. I'm going to go ahead and just say the primordials. No, Miles. The Toydarians. No, Ross. Um, the the Daenerys Lannisters. <laughs> no, no, no! You got to say it how you said it yesterday. The the Danny Rise. The Dan Rise. Oh no. He was like, "Oh, we were doing, we were on a party chat for anyone who's listening," and Ross has never watched Game of Thrones. I've watched first season. I personally think it's it's not worth watching the rest. Um, but I know I'm in a very small amount of people, uh, which, you know, I probably am close to Ross in that camp. Anyway, he was reading out Wikipedia, and instead of Daenerys, he was, like, just saying Dan Rise, and we were crying. He was like, and then Dan Rise gets blah, blah, blah on season one, and then this then happens in season two, and Dan Rise does this, and Dan Rise does that. <laughs> Yeah, it took a Amazing. second for us to realise who Dan Rise was, and then I was like, yeah. "Oh, he means yeah. that one." Um, and question ten. That's my bad. Uh, what does what does stars actually stand for in Resident Evil? Oh no, uh, Ross. So this angle really stressful. <laughs> uh, Sean, you're next. Uh, special tactics and reconnaissance team. Oh no! That be start. One... That be start. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Miles. 
Oh, it's gone out of my head. Can I have a second? Just to... oh. Don't Tom it. No, Tom, you can't. Oh, you cannot, Tom Woods. How dare you? Oh, I can't <laughs> remember what it means. I can't remember. Um, no, I can't remember. Service. It's, it's fucking service, not team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so does anyone give it a go? Who's not actually answered? Josh, you haven't answered yet. Yeah. Uh... Sean, you've still got one one word wrong. Whatever Sean said, but without with service. Oh, I, I, oh, I know the oh, tactics and you said reconnaissance. Yeah, that would be wrong. Rescue. But I know what you're referencing. Aren't you referencing um? Oh, the other one. It was a question the other month. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Mars. Special tactics and rescue service. Yes, well done. Oh, oh was like listeners, listeners, you'll hear that I said rescue first. So just, just, you did, you did do that. Did you actually? Yeah, that's right. Don't oh, worry. okay, yeah. fine. No, that that still doesn't help. I, I didn't say all of it, so. Oh, okay. Well then, oh, fuck it. Combined, combined, um, combined. Sean and Josh got that got that correct, and then Miles just swooped in and just. Yeah, I, I did. I did get it before Josh actually said it, but then Josh did say it, so kind of yeah. I, I realized oh, yeah. I I I mute I unmuted myself to shout at myself and then <laughs> muted myself again. <laughs> just I apologize for that. Just shouting past the answer. Yeah, it's quite alright. Um, so we have a two-way tie between Sean and Miles. Ooh. So um. Uh, oh. fucking hell, I never do tie questions because there's never enough of us. Um, what is who is the grouchy Donald Duck called? What's his name? What? <laughs> yeah, Sean's what? Got up. Sean's got his hand up. You mean like the? Yeah, the, the oh, oh, sorry, I didn't yeah. hear. Like the oh, sorry. Scrooge McDuck. Yay, guys, someone wins. Seriously, <laughs> how was that what question? Was that? What the fuck? He's in. He's, he's in Dreamlight Valley. Yeah, he's not yeah. the grouchy one. He's the rich one. He's Scrooge McDuck. It's you know he's because he's got all this money. He's, he's fucking grouchy. He is, yeah, he but is, that's not his characteristic. So his main characteristic is the is the money. I no, think. his main characteristic is that he's a fucking duck, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I listen, I was on I was on edge. There was a tie question. I'm very sorry that I don't know about all the characteristics of each duck and the Donald Duck friend. Like, uh, I was can, just thinking can, of the <laughs> can, can I do you know like the end of some game shows when they say, Do you wanna do you wanna like what are you gonna do with the money? And they go, I'm gonna share it with the other contestant. Can I do that with Miles? Because I don't feel like I hit this picture <laughs> at all. I have, yes, you can. You can. Very, that's very that's very humble of you, mate. I appreciate that. You can, you can. You can both <laughs> win. I didn't even understand the question. I was like, who the fuck is a grouchy duck? I don't know. <laughs> to me, he's grouchy. Ross knew I was talking about. I did. Oh. Yeah. Anywho, bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my quiz. It's getting hard every week. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Cap. Another wonderful quiz, as always. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, well done, Sean. And well done to Miles. Thank you. What an absolute treat that was. Right <laughs> then, let's move on to uh, the news. There's not an awful lot of amount of news um, this week. 
Um, so I wanted to get into some topics. But first up, we hear from Jeff Keighley that the Game Awards, when they're normally about three and a half hours longer, some shit, will be significantly shorter this year due to feedback. Um, this is from VDC, Jordan Midler. The Game Awards creator Jeff Keighley has said that the upcoming show will be significantly shorter than last year's show due to feedback from viewers. The Game Awards will take place on December 8th, and ahead of the event, Keighley hosted one of his regular Twitter Spaces audio streams where he revealed some details about the upcoming show. One thing we're doing this year is that we're trying to make the show a little bit shorter. I won't say anything officially until we're through our rehearsals, but we think it's going to be a significantly shorter show this year. Explaining the decision, he said, we think there's been a little bit of fatigue about how long the show has been. There are lots of games and lots of, lots of things that want to be a part of it, but we're coming back on those things to hopefully have a bit more of a streamlined show. We definitely have cut back pretty significantly in terms of the runtime on the show and just, you know, kind of fewer games, fewer bigger games that will be there. Phew. He also says he hasn't felt this good about a show in a while. Um, he also claimed that the show will feature 38 to 40 odd games showing new content and a fair number of new game announcements. So I guess this is going to be a good thing. Um, but what 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 is he cutting down on, do you think? Apart from Hideo Kojima uh, being there. The actual um, awards being given out is what it's going to be. It seems that way, yeah. Which is a shame because that's kind of the main reason for it. I mean, not nowadays, but for the industry, that's kind of what you're there for. <laughs> and it's going to be uh, sidelined to... Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, best mobile game is, and then now we hear a word from Hideo Kojima with his new game. That'll be it. I think I think it'll be something different. I I think, do you know how he normally and he's had this kind of format for a little bit of a, now where he has a trailer and then he introduces someone from said studio and then they talk about the trailer for three times as long as the trailer is. I get the feeling that bit is the bit that's gone. I get the feeling we'll get a trailer. We'll maybe go get a, a second of Jeff Keighley going. And that was this. And now we'll go on to a different award. I get the feeling that the boring bit of the presentation is the bit that's gone. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, I think it's one of those shows where you have to watch the pre-show, don't you, in order to keep up with all the awards. Because a good proportion of them get announced in the pre-show. Um, like best sports and best yeah. multiplayer and things like that. Yeah, and the pre-show is always pretty good, actually. Like, mm. if you're if you're willing to to give to be good to go, um, and just like be okay with the fact that you're going to get adverts for Gillette and random shit occasionally, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not the worst time. The runtime was never the worst part of the show. It was just the fact that it was filled in with a lot of crap, and there were moments where it does slow down, and there were. You know, you are waiting for awards, you're waiting for certain awards, you're waiting for certain trailers. Um, so yeah, the length of it, what, what, it pushed, what three hours last year? I mean, that's just just crazy. It's crazy for for a video game award show. Um, so I hope that they I hope that they've stripped that back big time and hopefully looking for maybe around two hours. I think that would be like the sweet spot. I think. Hopefully, anyway. Um, it's not too far away now, so we'll uh, I guess we'll find out pretty soon. It'll be nice for us that are going to be watching it live in the UK if it is two hours. Won't be as as late of a night. Yes, it does. Um, if you are listening in the UK, the Game Awards will start um, at twelve thirty, 
um, 12.30 a.m. on Wednesday morning. So, yeah, um, it would be nice if that was a bit shorter. Um, we're still a little bit unsure what to do with our coverage, um, whether or not to do a live reaction while it's on and record that fun pod, uh, kind of like so you'll get our instant reactions, or do one afterwards, or do one a few days later. Um, it's all died down and we can just probably get into the trailers and the award winners, but... Yeah, we'll figure it out. But there's um, there's a lot to uh, there's always going to be a lot to cover because the Game Awards are such a massive show. So yeah, but we're looking forward to it, regardless. Um, what uh, what does everyone want to see? Like, what's their like their, their top trailer, which they're looking forward to that may or may not be at the show? Uh, Miles, uh, the Metal Gear Solid remake. Oh, for fuck's sake! It's not going to happen, mate. <laughs> Every opportunity I can bring it up, I'm going to. Uh, no, it's not going to happen. Um, hmm, what do I want? I just. To be honest, I'll be quite happy to take anything. I think Resident Evil 4, I kind of want to see a bit more of, but I don't actually think that'll be there. Uh, we might see more of Hogwarts Le- Legacy again for like the 99th billionth time. Um, I, I'm kind of a bit... I think we might see a bit of Final Fantasy potentially, whether it be uh, either Crisis Calls like launch trailer or the Final Fantasy 16 stuff. I'm just kind of excited to see whatever's on offer. I think I'm just glad it's being cut down so that a lot of the the junk stuff that you're not really there to watch or listen to can be like cut out and we can just get the trailers and the awards themselves. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm intrigued to hear what everyone else is looking forward to because nothing's kind of cropping up for me immediately. Mm. Oh, I'd like to see Jedi Fallen Survivor. Jedi, Jedi Fallen Survivor Order. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they've, they've confirmed that one, haven't they? It's definitely going to be there. So that's cool. Yeah, so I'll be, I'll be really excited to see more of that. Hopefully we'll get a bit of gameplay or something. Um, Sean, what do you want to see the game was? Um, I mean, I, I'm just happy that we're going to get some stuff that I actually want to see. So, like, we're definitely going to have another Kid Dead Space. Um, we'll definitely be seeing Tekken again. We'll be seeing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, probably Street Fighter Six. I just there's there's a lot of like press releases that I've been sent saying this is definitely going to be there. So definitely tune in. And some stuff that I can't talk about. So, um. It's going to be a good show. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really want to say anymore. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I got I got one through the other day. It was like, don't tell anyone, but this is at the Game Awards. Like, ooh, very exciting. <laughs> Confidentially, we can't tell you this is happening, but this yeah. is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do a little write-up, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, Kat, what was like to see at the Game Awards? Is it too early to ask for, like, 15 seconds of Fable? Um. Yeah. Like even to the title screen. No. Yeah. Even just the title screen. We've had that even already. Just some background. Yeah, I know. But you know what I mean. Like maybe like a a pan out, a pan out of the environment. You know. Mm. That's what that. That's what I'd like to see. It, uh, you know, every cloud as a silver lining. That's my. You know, sky's the limit. Game awards. What I want to see that. Okay, um, there was a rumor months ago, but I don't know where on earth. I found it because I can't find it again. That there was going to be an overcooked three. Love Ooh. to see that if that's coming. Um, but yeah, uh, be interesting to see if there's any Death Stranding two. Not that I've played the first Death Stranding. To be interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah. Other than that, there's nothing absolutely ginormous. I mean, we've seen lots and lots of like, like Hogwarts, so I'm not too. Not too like on the edge of my seat about that because I know it's coming. It's around yeah. the corner. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Would be interesting to 
to see maybe a bit of overdose, you know, with not a shirtless guy in the in the reflection. Maybe uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Maybe that'd be you know, I don't know if that's too much to ask for really. Maybe Jeff Keeney's wow, gonna no. be the shirtless guy in the reflection this time. Who knows? Oh god. Uh, um I think yeah, I think something Kojima related is absolutely guaranteed. Yeah. Um, regardless of what it may be, I'm not entirely sure, but uh yeah. He won't go he won't do the show pass without a Kojima announcement of some, of, of Oh sometimes. yeah, exactly. And he won't be bringing it up, you know, forty times a day, being like so excited, so excited. Because he's gonna get to like hug his pal on stage, you know. My my best friend today, Kojima. Yeah, my bestest friend, the whole wide world. Old buddy, old pal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah, that's a guarantee. Jeff Stranding coming to Switch. There you go. That's what's coming. <sighs> no, that's not happening. We'll see. Uh, Josh, what do you want to see at the Game Awards? Um, I would kind of like to see a bit of Alan Wake Two, maybe. Okay. Um, maybe Silent Hill Two remake footage. Um, I feel like I've got boring answers because I I really can't think of something that's like pie in the sky would absolutely get me so excited and it's not been announced yet at all. Um, I'd kind of like, uh, I'd like to see if Suicide Squad's doing anything these days. That's been a while since we've heard anything from that game. Yeah. From uh, Rocksteady. Um, Blasphemous 2 would be nice. Kind of footage of that. Um, and Pragmata. Is it still called Pragmata? I can't remember. Um it's the one that's running on RE Engine. Oh, yeah. Uh, we saw some of it at Tokyo Game Show, I think. Um, yeah, anything like that, really. Cool. Um, yeah, same thing as every year for me. Uh, Dino Crisis remake, please. That's all I want. Um, I was you, Josh. I can't think of anything major that I really want um, yeah. that we haven't already gotten. Um, we're very spoiled as gamers, I think. And... I think that's it, isn't it? Like, ev- everything we can think of it's probably been done or it's getting done. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there will be at least one thing where none of us expected it and it will happen. So fingers crossed for something like that. Yeah. I mean, we can always go, yeah, something brand new AP, fantastic. But we've got like, you know, Contraband that was announced two years ago at an Xbox show that we'd still know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, like I said, we've got Everwild from Rare. I mean, that was completely rehashed and restarted, I believe, by Rare. And so, you know, that might be a couple of years off yet. So, you know, you know, oh. new new IP is coming. It just seems to take bloody ages. <laughs> it's to take a long, long time. Marvel Spider Man Two is probably something that I'd be really excited about. I know we know yeah. it's coming. Oh yeah, second that. Just yeah. fo- just footage of it, and maybe how the two Spider Men work in the game. I'd love to just a little bit of that. Yeah, I think that's probably probably my, my, my yeah that's probably my biggest game. I think that I'm looking forward to. For sure. Um I can't think of anything else that tops it actually. Um G Police. And you need that G Police remake. Um <laughs> one day. Do you reckon we're getting some telltale stuff? As soon as this used to be their stage. Oh yeah, maybe. Maybe some a look at the expanse. Or and the Mongos too. The Wolf of Mongos too, yeah. This is where they first announced it, wasn't it? So hmm. have to follow that up. Good oh, chat. that slap. We got a date. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, 2023 is looking so jam-packed anyway. Um, <laughs> we just didn't know it could be anything, couldn't we, really? I mean, it's all bets are off for this game board at the moment. Um, there were some rumours going around. We might see some hardware. We might see... I, I think it's a bit too early, but people saying we might see the 
the slim variations of the consoles, but I don't think so. Not the chance. No. I, I, it feels like way too. I mean, we're two two years into this console generation, are we? Mm. And just feels way too early. To, I mean, if they do, then they're just gonna shoot themselves in the foot, aren't they? Because no one who's bought one in the first two years is gonna go. Do you know what I really need? Is to spend another five hundred pound. <laughs> in a couple more years, like you know, with Sony pushing PSVR two as well, like they definitely not going to be pushing a slim version of the PS five anytime soon. THQ have just retweeted our King of Knights of Honor review. Woo! Oh, good Thanks, THQ. You lovely folk, you. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything really except for yeah, Spidey Two was a great shout. Um. I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to being surprised. Hopefully something will come along that I've never heard of before that I'll be like, yep, I'm really looking forward to that. And um, will brutally disappoint me, like the Callisto Protocol. Wasn't this time last year at the Game Awards, wasn't this the big, like, 10-minute fucking gameplay of Little Devil Inside? So the Game Awards last year, or was that something else last year? That was the state of play, wasn't it? I think it was the state of play, yeah. Very, oh, very, very oh. early this year, I think. Like, like very, February. like, super dupes. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind then. I'll shut up. I mean, that'd be nice. Get, get a fucking really state for that. It's two years overdue. There's been a state <laughs> of play. That game doesn't even exist. 10 minutes <laughs> dedicated to it. Like, Fun fact, if you say the word if you say the word devil in our Slack, Kat goes, yes, give it to me. <laughs> doesn't matter yeah, what game yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. Mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You just shouldn't read anything quickly. No, I think uh, Wampa League is probably a guarantee. Oh yeah. Um, Sorry, I all that's... I heard that was Spyro Four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right though. I think Wampa League might be announced. Um, yeah, because we got Crash Four and Crash Team Racing at the Game Awards previously. <laughs> so yeah. I think yeah, Wampa League might be a good shout. Yeah. Uh, Miles the... just mentioned abandoned. Yeah, yeah. do you reckon we'll see abandoned? <laughs> uh no. <laughs> no. I think it's been abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's uh that's long gone. What a debacle that was. We <laughs> moved on to our Calisto Protocol DLC. Oh yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yay. Oh yay. Um all right then. So yeah, the Game Awards is, what, it's only a couple of days away now, so that's very exciting. Looking forward to that. Another three hours with Jeff Keighley. Yay! All part of the fun, though, isn't it? Um, still, something we'll definitely will see at the Game Awards is a game that is being teased currently by 505 Games and Epic Games. Um, there's not a lot to go on. There's a website. If you go to visit rockaycity.com, R-O-C-K-A-Y-City.com, um, you can go to this very fancy site, and it says, sign up for exclusive updates on our forthcoming reveal at the Game Awards. Tuned in on December 8th, 2002. So this is something that's definitely happening. Um, and it looks futuristic, looks fancy. We don't know what it's going to be. Um, but head to the site and, uh, yeah, have a, have a nose at what this is. Uh, Mars, what is this? I have no idea, but it looks really nice. Um, 505 do a bunch of stuff, so it could literally be anything. I'm going to take a swing and say it's Ghost Runner 2. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going to go for Ghost Runner 2. Why not? Open world. So soon? Um, yes, because that game was amazing, and I want more of it. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. 
I would be very impressed if they managed to turn around, but it might just be like a reveal of this is the city it will be in, and this, and yeah, maybe Josh is right. Maybe it's going a bit wildy. Mm. Five or five games did he publish control as well, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, it doesn't look controlly. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look kind of like weird enough to be mm. quite uh, control like. But they they publish so many games that like, although I don't think it's going to be Backbreaker. I don't think it'll be that. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I this think Ghost Runner fits the bill the most, you know. Hmm. It's not going to be anything away this uh, this site. So I don't know. Um... I, really, I I do not get Ghost Runner vibes from that website at all. Like, there's no sci-fi there really, at all. Like, maybe, maybe that's the trick. <laughs> It's like time traveling goes from there. <laughs> yeah, goes back in time because he's got that futuristic. See, I, I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got a theory on this. Go for it. I, I think this is a standalone Fortnite game. <laughs> Hang on now. What do you mean? So obviously, I, I get the feeling that this is going to be, you know, like how you, you you've got like PUBG doing standalone titles for PUBG. Mm-hmm. I there's just so many telltale clues in this that like like a very epic game Fortnite like there's there's hotels with hotel written on them like you know just massive letters that say hotel and there's like I you know fresh crabs and seafood diners uh, like a record shop groceries it's just it just there's so many like very obviously Fortnitey things on that website and the fact that they've just released this note you know the lumens update for Fortnite, and there's like there's, there's some weird birds if you click zoom in the right hand side there's like a collection of birds at the top right hand side that do some weird shapes and i just i just get the feeling that this like might be something Fortnite related because obviously 505 and epic have a pretty good relationship they you know they work together on physical releases of Epic Games that have been on the Epic Game Store. So I don't know. I just everything about that screen sh- like screams made in Fortnite to me. Interesting. Because there was rumors of uh, an MMO, wasn't there? Way back when. There was. And um, if, you, if you look at like what's in there on, on that image, it all looks destructible. Hmm. Like I could take a pickaxe to it any moment. <laughs> Crack down. I don't know. Crack down four confirmed. <laughs> I would take Intriguing. Over, whatever this is. Intriguing. Well, yeah, I guess we'll find out soon enough. But yeah, if there's not, an, again, it's not my lot to go on. But yeah, that's an interesting theory. I would be down for uh, a kind of a single player Fortnite experience for sure. That isn't Save the World. Could I throw in a wild one? Go for it. 505 also publish uh, Dead by Daylight. It could be a futuristic Dead by Daylight. <laughs> it's not. Oh boy. But... Oh, it can't just be connected to Meet Your Maker, can it? Oh. Maybe the entity's going uh, modern day. <clears throat> no. Okay. Let's not ruin it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we wouldn't even want to play it anymore anyway, so no. it's fine. <laughs> I, I think they they've actually got too big to be published by Five Hundred Five, haven't they? Like they've they've now published their own games. So mm. I, I don't know if 
I mean, maybe, maybe they got big enough to just partner with Epic and, but no, no, no. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> I'm really intrigued. We need someone to leak something, please. So if you can hurry up with that, that'd be great. Well, I love Rock Paper Shotgun's coverage where they say, from the look of Rock A City and Madston showing up, I'm going to assume crime is evolved somehow. So that's as much as they can gather from that. So great. Thanks, guys. Maybe a GTA competitor. <laughs> Why not? Michael Madsen is a washed up criminal doing stuff. Uh, paid A4. I mean, that would be pretty cool as well. Paid A4 or something completely original. Who knows? I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, this is going to be again uh, revealed at the Game Awards. So <laughs> once we're on our reaction podcast, we'll be like, yeah, we were completely wrong. It's Pokemon. But who knew? Who saw that coming? No one saw that coming. The gritty Pokemon remake. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Fortnite. Is yep. Beluga a skin? Is Beluga the fish? Uh, uh, leave it with me. I will find out. I don't know if I've made it. Because one of the buildings in this on that website that visit Rocky City has a big beluga sign on the top of it. Um, so it does. And then there's another one that's kind of got like a crystal, crystal, a rose crystal. Wow. I feel like we're live sleuthing now. We are live sleuthing. We're looking very closely at this picture. We're looking for anything that could be related to. Uh... No doubt when it gets announced, they'll be like, if you'd have watched these lights, it would have told you already because it was Morse code. Yeah. The lights <laughs> flicker on and off. Anyway. Dot dash, dot, 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 dash, dot, dot, dash, dot, dash, dot, 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 so yeah, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, not much to go on just yet. Still, exciting times ahead. Game Awards should be uh, fun this year. Star Wars Eclipse, we're probably going to see Wonder Woman, Anna Wake 2, all of that good stuff. Um, maybe something from Naughty Dog? Is that too random? Is that too early? Are they actually ever going to reveal what they're working on? We're seeing Baldur's Gate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the reason why Cat got a laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally, the reason. Literally. <laughs> right, then, uh, let's get into our final thing, which is kind of more, more of a topic, really. Um, as you can probably tell, uh, myself, Josh, Miles, and Cat uh, jumped into the brand new Fortnite map uh, last night and had a ton of fun exploring all the wilderness and it's all of its shiny prettiness. And um, yeah, I guess we can sort of give it a, a small review, but like, I wanted to sort of delve into live service in general at the moment and where, where we think it is, um, where it stands, how many people are trying it and failing miserably, um, how many people are still sort of going back to the comfort ones of, say, Fortnite and PUBG, and how they're just still evolving and getting bigger and better all the time. And, um, and yeah, overall, what our thoughts are kind of like live service. Is it still a dirty word? Is it still something that we can kind of ignore or is there something that you like to get involved in? For example, buying the battle pass for Fortnite every chapter 
Um, Josh, what do you reckon? Where are we right now in the world of live server? Do you think Fortnite is still getting it right, or is there? I think, I think so. Um, I think they're the head of it at the moment when it comes to kind of updating forever. I don't think any other games doing it quite as quite as well as Fortnite have. Um, and it's a tough practice that I think uh, a lot of people haven't adopted to yet, and I don't blame them. Um, the kind of I think I'm a bit of a sucker for it. Like games that are free that then have things that you pay for. Like the amount of time I put into a game, I'm quite happy to pay out a bit of money for something little like a skin, battle pass, whatever. Just because I'm like, if if this is how they make their money, I'm happy to give some money because I'm putting so many hours in the game. Um, And I think that's a model that is quickly becoming maybe the biggest way of getting any income for games um obviously call of duty have now jumped jumped on it for a couple of years um and it seems to be working for them they'll do a premium title that will cost the amount of money but they'll also have their battle royale updating with seasons and stuff like that and that'll be that's i say passive income because it's like it's what they're getting daily but they're always working on it, so it's not te- it's not passive per se. But it's almost like an additional load of money coming in, revenue coming in monthly, as opposed to sales for a single game that will then die out and then come back when they bring a new one. Um, so I think it's a great way to keep consistent for companies. Um, Epic have pro have proven that uh, it is an absolute. You can make absolute bank from it. Um, and I think there was worries before even chapter two of Fortnite that, oh, it's gotten stale. They don't know what they're doing. They're they're directionless. It's kind of going, they're trying whatever and it's not really working. And then chapter two comes around. People don't like it because it's a different map. But then I think the player base hasn't died down. I think come chapter four, I think the biggest thing chapter four has done is kind of the graphical overhaul of it all. I think they did it with chapter two like in the late season because of the ps5 and the xbox series x they kind of updated to unreal engine 5 uh i think there was like uh, ray tracing and 60 frames consistently up for consoles and, and whatever um but they've done it again now like it's fully like the unreal engine 5 like running with all these particle physics that you do when you're breaking all the the walls down and stuff and it's it's just enough to keep you coming back. I think, you know, and if it's it's a social experience as well with all of us, um, and that's what keeps us coming back. It's not necessarily how good the game is, but it is the kind of people that you play with. And if it's fun enough, like, you'll, you'll get there. So I think live service is just something that everyone else is going to dip their toes into by the end of it. Yeah, I agree um, fully. Um, Sean, I know you've jumped off Fortnite the last little while. Like your whole family kind of jumped away uh, from it. Is there was there something that Fortnite did or didn't do that kind of lost the interest of the uh, the Davies clan, so to speak? No, I just I just think um, I think it ran its course in my house. To be fair, I think we we all kind of I think everyone plays games for different reasons and like. 
Josh just said, Fortnite is a is a social, um, a social kind of experience. You know, people talk about the metaverse and uh, you know people trying to achieve this you know playable game where you can come and buy skins from anywhere. When Fortnite Fortnite's done it already, and for a lot of kids and you know teenagers and so you know, probably adults as well. Um, that it's not about the playing of the game. It's it's about joining, jumping in with friends and having a chat and doing challenges. You're not really competitive. It's more like a social experience, like a, a livable space where you can go and, and experience stuff, stuff that's evolving. And I think if if you if you get that social interaction outside of gaming, then that becomes less so. Like I don't play games to be social. I know that sounds. You know, like I, I will play multiplayer games, but I will have my mic on mute. I don't really want to talk to other people. I'll mute my entire team and we'll still kick ass and still win. It's fine. Um, it's it's just I don't do these things to be social. I like to be alone when I game. Like I, I prefer single player experiences, which I can sit down and just tick things off a map because that's what I want out of my game. Um, so live service is 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 fine if you're in that place. You know, if, if people, if that's what you want out of your games, um, I think Fortnite's probably doing it better than everyone, but I don't think anyone in my house currently wants what Fortnite is offering because I think we're we're okay. We've got everything else, you know. We play FIFA together, I guess. Um, you know, I don't think, it, it, like, if my kids, they want to play with their friends, they just go out with their friends now. They don't have to jump on, whereas, you know, during COVID, that was very different. You couldn't just jump on with, you couldn't go out to the park with friends. So this, this was like what they, where they got. And then coming out of COVID, none of them wanted to do that anymore. So, you know, when you've been forced to stay inside, I guess people just wanted to go out and they kind of all drifted away from it. Now that the season's updated, they're all like, can we download it? And I'm like, sure. And we've downloaded it and none of them played it. So that's where we're at. Hmm. Yeah, because that, yeah, that's completely fair. Um, it is one of those um, one of those games that's. I think, I think what it does, it does very well, and I love it. I'll always jump in to see kind of new additions and see what they're doing. And the new map is keeping me interested enough that I'm excited to see where it goes next. But yeah, it is. It is a a royal shooter. You know, there's nothing really more to it than that, apart from everything that Fortnite adds on top of that, which is like the meta stuff and the combination of all of these random characters and all of these major IP and brands and things that I'm going to keep interested to see who's going to be next. I mean, just in this Battle Pass alone, we've got Doomslayer, we've got Geralt from uh, from The Witcher. You know, it's um, it's it's kind of crazy. I think there's um, some My Hero Academia characters as well, and that's just in one Battle Pass. You know, um, they're really kind of like stretching it out. And we were saying last night, it gets to a point where if your brand isn't in Fortnite now, it's like, well, what are you doing? You need to, you need to sort of get on this gravy train. Um, Cat and Mars, I think you've got an interesting perspective from this because you're relatively new to um, to Fortnite, and mm-hmm. you, got, you you got into it by a friend of yours t- telling you basically this is actually really fun, guys. You really should jump in and harassment, um, literal uh, harassment. And you played it once, and you were like, "Oh shit, it was actually quite fun." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what was it about that's um, that's got you hooked now, and like that's kept you coming back for the for the new season? I don't know because I one of those things is that I used to play PUBG many years ago. So 
for me, I know it's very different for Miles because I think what you're describing is definitely Miles's experience where he he watched someone play it, played it once and like nearly came first and it was just like this buzz of like, oh, go on, fucking shoot him. And then it was like kind of that camaraderie that really set Miles aside for myself. I think I was afraid to get sucked in. Um, I... I was a big fan of PUBG. Fortnite came out and I was a bit like, no, that's just like kiddie PUBG, which, you know, essentially that that is what it is. It's it's very cartoon, it's very animated PUBG. It's um and then the build thing came in and I was just like, well not came in, but it was, you know, PUBG but with building. And I thought, oh my God, I'm never gonna get get around that. It's gonna be like full of sweaties, building flipping castles everywhere. Um, uh, not gonna be able to go anywhere. So I never played it and never jumped in. And I kind of then just it's like that series that everyone tells you to watch and you just think, no, like leave me alone. And then you watch it and you're like, fuck's sake, why didn't I <laughs> watch this years ago? And when No Build came out, I kind of said to you, didn't I? I was like, do you know what? I might, I might jump in. Um, but I'm really glad that it happened very kind of organically the way that, that me and Miles kind of played it together for the first time. Because I think if I'd have played it and loved it, Miles would still be sat there stomping his feet and be like, no, it's not that game. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it happened really organically. It was one of those things where we watched our friend play. He was like absolutely obsessed. And he was just like, we were like watching him. We were like, oh, go on, go on, he's over there. He's over there. And then he handed the controller to Miles and was like, do you want to give this a go? And he was like, oh, oh fuck it. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it a go. And then we just, we couldn't stop playing. We all taken in turns, being on this profile. And we're like, that's it now, isn't it? The, the egg has been cracked. We're going to go home and, and download this straight away. I think there's a lot of appeal to live service games. Obviously, they're accessible. They're free. You know, it's one of those things of like, yes, they're free, but at, at what cost to, to have fun? Um and it's interesting because I think live server games have a bit of a stigma around them. I've certainly seen in the showcases that I've watched with Miles when we see a game as live service, we have like this groan. It's like, oh, and I don't know why, because we love, we love Fortnite. So the f- <laughs> it's a really strange concept that like a really good looking game comes and we're like, oh, this looks good. And then at the end we find out it's li- live service and free and we're like, oh, never mind then, fuck that. And I don't know why we do that because we have really enjoyed Fortnite. Um, and maybe it's the stigma of like Fortnite itself is kind of like copied and pasted itself. But you know, a spade is a spade. Fortnite is a very successful game. It's a very successful live server. Um, and it's done beautifully. You know, there's rarely any problems with it. Um, I think that the game pass phenomenon, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to, the battle pass kind of thing, it's going to get worse over time. I think it's going to become more inaccessible. I think it's going to become like, speaking from a crappy mental health perspective, as I do sometimes, um, it's it's going to become a problem. It's going to become like a social problem of like, oh, do you mean you have the battle pass? Like, oh, is it because your family's poor? Like, because, you know, it's a toxic community, isn't it? Any kind of live service games, like Sean was saying, you know, you have the option to play it completely, you know, on your own and still smash up people, but there'll be people looking for friends or they might be isolated. And yeah, so I think there's pros and cons to any live service game, but I, I'm on board because I think that it is good it is good to I mean, there's a lot of pros to it there's a lot of like community pros like we've completely shoved off that by daylight and we're like fancy a game of Fortnite. it takes five minutes doesn't it you're not loaded the thing with dead by daylight is we were waiting 20 minutes in a lobby and that's not that's unheard of in cod or it's unheard of in Fortnite to wait 20 minutes in a lobby um so it's quick it's accessible it's got a lot of pros to it 
Um, I just need to get out of this habit of shoving off other live service games because I haven't played them. And quite frankly, I ate my hat when I played Fortnite. So I don't know what I'm talking about. I should shut the fuck up, really. Uh, but <laughs> I still do it. So maybe I'll test that out on the next live service game that comes out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dreamlight's going free to play next year at some point. So, um, yeah, you'll you'll have a massive mm. head start. But um... Oh, there we go. I'll be, like, ahead of the trend. Yeah, yeah, it'll go. It's I'll going... be one of those, like, Free to play with multiplayer and stuff, so it should be a fun experience. I think, <gasps> well, as in, like, I get to vi- visit each other's like little kingdoms. Hopefully so, yeah. Hopefully so. Oh, that'd be, that'd be sick. That'd be really nice, yeah, because that's the one thing yeah. missing from it, I think, right now. Yeah, so you kind of just jump in, but I guess everyone's island will kind of look the same because it's like, I don't know. Anyway, kind of, yeah. We'll see. Like we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's a, a good example of a very different kind of live service game, I think. Um, Definitely, yeah, yeah. and Horizon, uh, Horizon. I always want to call it Horizon Crossings. Uh, Animal Crossing, yeah. Right, everyone visiting each other's islands and all that jazz. Right, that's sick, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. Um, I got to talk to the perpetrator himself, uh, Miles Thompson, who I think is still kind of angry at himself that he's <laughs> so in love with Fortnite. Do you know what? I'm not even angry anymore. I had such a good time last night. I'm kind of over it now. (laughs) With live service games, it comes down to like intent and implementation for me. Because I think, like Mm -hmm. Kat said, if your experience of live service games is like Fortnite or even Dead by Daylight to an extent, there are actually examples of live service games on the whole done pretty well. But the problem is for every like Rocket League, which was my first proper one, and Fortnite, you get like a Babylon's Fall or an Anthem or um marvel's avengers it's all these kind of games where live service has kind of been taken advantage of to basically like gouge people for money for content that should be in like a package originally um for the price that you pay for a game yeah so it's very much about like with Fortnite. i never actually feel shortchanged. i think some of the cosmetics are expensive but like josh said if your return is you get the game for free and you play dozens of hours of it i don't really mind paying you know whatever it was like a tenor for an alien skin or whatever so i could be a xenomorph to kill people because like i've not paid anything for this game and i'm getting loads of time in terms of value out of it and i was the same with dead by daylight you know across the ps4 and ps5 versions i played like 16 1700 hours of that game so to pay like the odd bit of money for a skin that i really wanted or for like the the equivalent of their battle pass I really didn't begrudge that. And when I finished playing Rocket League, when I realized I was kind of done with it, I bought a bunch of cosmetic stuff for the cars, just as like a thanks for giving me so many hours of fun. Like, so when it works, it can be a really fantastic model for games that otherwise would never have succeeded, like Fall Guys or Dead by Daylight or even Rocket League. You know, they release for free or on PlayStation Plus. And then they build up a following and then everyone can get to enjoy it and they can contribute money if they want to. Um, But it is the kind of the negative connotations that have come with it. If a game that was typically like a single player experience or was a complete package in previous iterations and then it gets changed into a live service, that's when I'm always very much like, "Uh oh, this is going the direction of we want to make as much money out of you as possible on an IP that you already love. And that's where I start to get a bit like, the intent behind this isn't to provide a good game. It is to use a model that you know you can monetize. And, you know, like you look at Assassin's Creed with like its XP boosters and all the various things that you can buy. And you can see some elements of the design changing to accommodate that, like, for example, a slower rate of progression or whatever. 
And it kind of just feels like companies are using it as a way to lock out things that would otherwise be in a game, but now you just have to pay for in order to get it. Um, so when it goes down that route, I'm very much against the idea of it. But what I've kind of decided is I just only buy the ones that are good quality games in and of themselves, like Apex or Fortnite or whatever. Um, and I just kind of tend to avoid any AAA price game that includes a live service model because I just don't think they should be in a fully priced AAA game. Um, so yeah, it comes down to what the intent behind the model is, I think, for me. Yeah, I agree. I'm more than happy to give Fortnite a few quid, you know, because I play it every single day. Yeah. And I'm, you know, what's the battle pass is what, £7, I think? Yeah, and, and you get the coins back as well by playing. Yeah, exactly. You can earn the battle pass, the next battle pass, whilst playing through the first one. And that's a really cool thing, I think. I think that's quite common um, for most of them, but the fact that, yeah, you can probably pay, you buy the first battle pass, and then you don't really need to give them any more money, you know, unless you see a skin that you want, or unless you want to, you know, just get certain things like batblings or, you know, anything like that, any, anything cosmetic. But from there, you know, you don't really have to spend all the money unless you want to, um, unless you want to pay for the upgrades or pay for the battle pass upgrade, things like that. You know, these are just so optional. And that's that's also great about it is that it doesn't feel like Fortnite are screaming you out of your money because, you know, I'm playing it every day anyway. And the fact that this entire map, look at the map, the map's absolutely gorgeous and it's it's completely free, you know, <laughs> it's just crazy. Mm. And you do wonder how much money they make on like new chapter days or new battle pass days. Um, I imagine it's still a fair amount. I still, it's pretty significant. And so, you know, in terms of kind of like Fortnite, Fortnite is one of those things that I'm, I'm more than happy to contribute to because it gives me hours and hours of entertainment. And that's what you, that's what, you know, live service has to do. Live service has to provide that if it's a free to play game, but they're overcharging. I agree that, you know, microtransactions and live service stuff shouldn't be in £70 games. XP boosters shouldn't be a thing in any game, really. Um, pay to win is a is a disgraceful thing, and that isn't what's in Fortnite or, you know, Battle Royale live services. It's all it's all cosmetic, and that's what's so good about it, I think. And I think Ubisoft get it very wrong. And I think people like Epic, who now own Fall Guys and Rocket League, as well as Fortnite, you know, they, they, they've got it very right. And now all three of those games run the very, a very similar system. They all have battle passes. They're all cosmetic. They're all the same price. They all walk through the same kind of system. The battle passes are exactly the same uh, for each one in terms of game, uh, in terms of content that is very significant to that game and that game alone. And I think Epic Games is doing a very good job at making it fair and doing it right. And I think they should be commended for that because there are a lot of companies that have jumped on it and have done it in a very sneaky, dirty way. And Cough, Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. And there are games that have you know tried and failed. Um, we see a lot of games that are just every sort of two or three months, but like, yeah, they're turning off the servers for this game. Didn't work. See you later, you know. And whether it be, you know, Lawbreakers or Rocket Arena or anything that you can imagine that they've tried to, to, to create to compete with the likes of Fortnite and PUBG, which they can't do now because the audience is too baked in. And there's going to have to be something to, to come out that is so unique, so original to get people away from 
stuff like Fortnite, which changes what now every year, every year there's going to be a new map. It would seem if they're going to stick to the same formula that they've been doing. And you know, I've still got it's been one day of this map, and I've still got tons of it to to find and explore, and you know, and I'm really enjoying doing that. And I think that you know, when live service games do nail it, it's it can be hugely entertaining and hugely rewarding because you know they're not asking a lot from you; they just want you to play the game. And if you want to get involved in a deeper way, then you can. But if you can't, then it doesn't matter. You can still have the exact same experience. And that's I think is the the benefit of things like um, Rocket League and Fortnite and Fall Guys that they do it in that way, where kids can just jump in for free. You know, they're they're all family friendly games. There's no violence in Fortnite. You know. Something I've got to explain to people, to my parents, to like my sisters and their kids that are playing Fortnite and stuff. It's like, do they die in their blood and stuff? It's like, no, Fortnite's for kids. They don't die, they get eliminated. There's a very big difference. Um, I think they've made that very clear um, in order for kids to play it without kidding. There's no violence. The guns are ridiculous and over the top. And, you know, that's the, that, that's the fun of it. And, you know, I look at this thing and it's like one of the best looking games I've ever seen now was this Unreal 5 update. It's just absolutely stunning. And, it's completely free, you know. It just doesn't make any sense, and but they're they're doing it absolutely right. Whether on top of that they got the music concerts and the live events, and you know, as disappointing as the live event was this week, it was it was still pretty cool, you know, as as a way to begin the new chapter and reset things all over again. Um, live events are normally really really fun. <laughs> this one wasn't, uh, but it was a uh, it was it was a shame it didn't live up to the other to the others, but. It certainly had moments, which was very enjoyable. And you know, live events is something that only COD does and uh, only Fortnite does, and they do it well. And I've noticed in their PUBG try and COD tried as well at the end of Warzone last year. It just wasn't the same, you know. They just don't they don't crack it because there is, no matter what Toby says, there is a narrative running through Fortnite, <laughs> and it's bizarre and it's odd, um, and it's hard to keep track with sometimes. But it is fun and. You know, that that keeps you engaged as well because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of fun to be had if you really do follow the story of Fortnite. And I've been talking for ages. I apologize, but uh, yes, that's um that's that's it really. And I think live services really do have a lot to offer if they're done correctly. And I think that's the uh, the overall point here that we've been trying to make. So um, let's just look out for the good ones. You know, you can always rely on us to sort of steer you in a direction. And there's a lot of them out there which aren't so great right now. And they haven't been shut down yet, but I'm sure they will be. Um, very sad to see that uh, Fuser is being shut down this uh, this month. It was a, if you don't know what it was, it was a um, a music kind of DJ editing game. Um, in a similar vein to things like Guitar Hero, but you had um, samples from songs that you could put together instead of, instead of notations. And it was really, really fun. And I loved it when it first came out. And I jumped off it, but it was a... Um, it was a very unique experience, and unfortunately, it hasn't found an audience, so that's been shut down as well this month, which is a real shame. So, you know, it's it's half a one six does the other, but it's um there's plenty out there to to uh, enjoy. Destiny 2 is still going strong. You know, Overwatch is still proving a little bit controversial in certain areas, but you know, um they said they have their audiences, and if you want to keep playing, and that's the best way to do it. Um Overwatch Destiny. Obviously, MOBAs are going to live forever. Um, League of Legends, once this goddamn deal with Activision goes through, then we're going to see a lot more live service games on Game Pass, which is like the right place for them to live, I think. <sighs> and breathe. So, yeah. 
Oh, I had more to say about that than I thought I did. Uh, so there we go. Um, but Fortnite Chapter 4, we're having a blast with it. And um, we had a really good time last night. There's plenty of uh, clips, I think, that we've taken from it that we're going to end up on our socials at some point. Um, Miles did a killer shot um, with one of the rifles um, last Thank night. You. I was very it was, proud of it. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. So, uh, yeah, uh, we can get that on socials. We, uh, we will. But there's, yeah. Um, if you're a big fan of The Witcher, there's plenty to love on this new map. I think it's very much designed around the kind of Witcher aesthetic. It's very um, very old Victorian, very kind of old school, um, this map, and it's uh, a lot of fun to explore. So, yeah, if you haven't jumped into Fortnite yet, now is, now is a good time because it's all brand new again, and uh, it's well worth a look. All right, then, let's get into our recommendations. I'm going to stop talking for a bit. Uh, this is where we find something throughout the week that we want to share with you, our loyal listener, whether it be a movie, a game, a TV show, a comic book, uh, or, you know, something else. Uh, I'll start with uh, Kat. Kat, what's your recommendation this week? My recommendation is a game. Yay! Yay! Because <laughs> if it's not a game, it's normally food. Uh, but I do have a game. Um, as well as my Nitro 5 Acer laptop, which obviously you can recommend because it's great. Um, but also, oh, did you get that this week? Everybody. I did get that this week. In fact, I got it on last week's pod. You should give it a listen. Oh, nice. Or did I? <laughs> um, <laughs> But whilst whilst I'm playing my shiny laptop, um, I the first game I downloaded was Power Wash Simulator because I was like, I've wanted to play this game since everyone's been talking about it. And can I tell you, it absolutely lives to the hype. It's fucking great. It's just so good. Like, why is it so good? Because it's so basic, but it's just uh, scratches my brain. It just scratches my brain in such a good place. It gives you like, paths and whole gardens and garages and houses and patios to clean and your different nozzles with different strengths and different liquids and it's just fabulous and you have to clean like every inch and it will give you like a little meter so like it will be like pebble stone 87 percent, and you've got to get that to 100 and with each little pebble stone you might get paid two dollars it's just it's just great why is it so great ross why is it so great uh yeah totally worth it it's on game pass completely free if you have game pass um uh yeah that's my recommendation if you have game pass or if you have a pc or an xbox just go play it please go play it it's so good yep if you just need to relax if it's yeah it's just it's one of those games where like if you just want to put your brain in a jar and tighten the lid that's the game to do it to Fun fact, Chris has a thousand G'd Power Wash Simulator on Game Pass. Totally fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. And then you can jump in and do timed ones as well, and you can do co-op. It's just just such a brain-in-the-jar game. Love it. Some simulators, like... Yeah. Some simulators are real complex, but this one is just... It's dirty, you wash it. Great. (laughs) So many jokes. So many jokes. Anyway... (laughs) Yeah, until you find that uh, that one centimeter in the garden that you haven't. Yeah, haven't yeah, and yeah, mind, you lose your mind. It. You've got to jump in the air, and then you've got to like crawl on the floor. But it's fine. It's great. It's great when it lights up and goes ding, and then the little money. It's it's kind of like Pavlov's dogs. It's like the little money thing goes. It's like beep, and it's like oh, you've uh, you've cleaned all of that, and then you go on to the next bit. Yeah. It's great. Absolutely. Oh, it's great. Big fan. It r- really is great. Um. Miles, your recommendation this week? Well, Roscoe, 
I'm going to have to say hello there again. Because it's Andor. Andor! I finally watched the first episode. I finally got around to it. Good, good. And? Um, It's very much a setup episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm intrigued. There's a lot kind of going on in it. There's a lot of different people to kind of follow and keep track of. Um, But it also went by really quickly which has been a rarity for Star Wars series, um, where instead of the episodes feeling like four hours long on account of them doing nothing for most of their runtime, this went by in what felt like 20 minutes. Um, so I'm intrigued, and I can't wait to review it every single week when I come back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we can start Andor our hello been, there um, again. Andor has been called the um, the medical soul of the Star Wars series, where it's like yeah. a, it, it's such a slow burn, but the end of it is so rewarding. And I kind of it does have that kind of feel to it where instead of it being very like actiony blockbustery type thing, it's less of the like nostalgic lip service so far from the first like bit that I've seen. And it's much more about like a grounded what looks like is going to be a little bit grittier in terms of its storytelling. And I'm on board with that. Um, I can never remember the guy's name who's the the actor for Andor. Um and I can never really decide if I think he's a really good actor or kind of isn't, but I kind of like it anyway. Um but yeah, he's keeping that same vibe. So I'm intrigued to watch more of it. I'm looking forward to digging into it properly. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Sean, your recommendation this week? My recommendation is a game called Temple of Snek. S-N-E-K. Um, basically, it's a take on Snake. Um, so you you control the snake that's moving through its home temple, the nice. Temple of Snek. And you move irregularly like you do within the normal game of Snake. Um, but instead of picking up apples and growing and avoiding your own tail, you're actually going through like a, a Aztec temple with spike traps and buttons that you need to press to open gates. And it is an incredibly well-designed video game that takes like a, 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 a mechanic that most people who had a Nokia back in the day will understand and then develops it further so that like your snake can can move over gaps but if both sides of the snake lose contact with the surface it will fall so you may have to make sure you're a particular size by the time you get to a particular puzzle it's just so well done and it's on steam early access right now and i would highly recommend picking it up because it is very funny um there's like barbarians that you need to eat um, who will chop you if they get too close. It's it's just a really, really cool video game. And um, I've been spending some time with that you know, between stuff that I'm trying to review. So um, definitely worth a look. All right. Another one for the list. Uh, Josh, your uh, game, your recommendation of the week. Uh, <laughs> my recommendation is a TV show called The White Lotus. Oh, yeah. Um, you're hyped about that, but you're not hyped about Succession, which confuses me because they're all wretched, rich pieces of shit uh, that are despicable. Um, yes, but and, there are there are very sad and funny characters in the White Lotus. There is, and, uh, namely Jennifer Coolidge's character. Oh my god! What I an wish she just legend. <laughs> I wish she just had a show for herself. Yeah. Um, I I do feel like some of the writers just wanted to write that show about her. And they were like, all right, yeah, we're going to have to add a bit more characters into this because it's not enough. Um, 
but no, basically the White Lotus is a resort for the 1%. Um, the first season, which is the one that I've watched, is set in Hawaii. Uh, and it's just a bunch of rich people complaining about the mundanity of their lives in a resort that they don't leave and don't do much else in. It doesn't sound exciting, um, but it's kind of just the relationships they all have the intertwining of the bickery that goes on. And it really is just like taking the piss out of like um, what rich people are like in modern day society. Um, plus Jennifer Coolidge going through a whole, a whole bit of um, grief um, with her dying mm-hmm. mother, which is amazing. Uh, she goes from, she's just so chaotic and I love it. Um, I'm glad to see that she's in season two. She was definitely the best part of season one. Um, and I, I'm going to watch that. I, I think it's six episodes the first season and I did it in a day. So if that tells you how good of quality of a show, it's HBO. So it kind of has that hallmark as well. Um, yeah. And it's just really, it's a really fun examination on kind of the world that most people don't get to live and how bullshit it all is for them. Um mm. Yeah, and I've just, I just really had good fun with it. Yeah, it got it caught my attention, I think, because, well, because Alexander Daddario was in it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I'll check that out. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, and I got I got completely sucked into it. It was just fantastic. That scene on the boat where, um, Alexander Daddario and her partner was trying to have like a nice romantic boat, but Coolidge is there, sort of doing a eulogy for her husband. It's just that yeah. whole episode is absolute genius. It's amazing. It's it's really well written. Um, all the characters are amazingly written. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch season two set in Italy. Brand new cast of characters apart from Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, genius to bring her back for the second one. I think. Yeah, um, that was the right thing to do because she really shook the whole show up and made it so so funny. Yeah, great recommendation. Uh, what about you? What is your recommendation for the week? My recommendation is Netflix, and I'm not going to surprise anyone. I watch Wednesday, and it's bloody brilliant. Um, it's I know it's the big thing right now; everyone's talking about it. So it's not a uh, this is not a cool recommendation, but it's just a generally fucking good show. Um, General Tiga is fantastic as Wednesday. Um, she's so bleak and so dark. The writing is so funny. Um, because she's just so twisted. And it's just, it's highly entertaining because of that reason. Um, putting her in, putting Wednesday into kind of a, a young adult drama was just such a stroke of genius. And it's um, it's highly, highly entertaining. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I'm very near the end, though. Um, I'm very sad that it's going to end soon because it's Netflix. So it's going to be like another two years for another series. But it's uh, it's a fantastic. I think it's hitting Stranger Things numbers. I think it's doing like that well. Um, so I think they've got another monster hit on their hands. Um, Catherine Zeta Jones is great as um, as mum, you know, mum Adams. Um, Gwendolyn Christie's in there as well; she's fantastic. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's a great cast, and it's well worth a watch. So go check out Wednesday if you're uh, even if you're not into the Adams family. I think General Ortega's performance is just worth watching. To be honest, it's worth checking out. Um, so do go and do that. Have you memorized the dance yet? Not yet. I'm getting there, though. Good man. Yeah, I've got it down. Gonna... I could do this now. I it need to see. I need. I need now. to see this on TikTok. Where is no it? No problem. I could do it right now if you want. I'll just set the camera on and do it for you. 
Sweet. <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> I'm slightly un- underdressed for this. <laughs> okay, I'll put some clothes on. I'll do it later. Okay, fine. Great. I'll look forward to that. I will, I will give it a like and a share. Absolutely. Nice. Thanks. Uh, right, then. Let's get it to out this week. And out this week, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming to Steam. Yes, you heard that, right? Uh, Ubisoft have um, stopped being babies and put all of their games on Steam. Um, Valhalla is joining the crew tomorrow or today. If you listen to this on the day it goes up, it's now available. Um, Overwatch 2 Season 2 is a thing on December 6th. I can't believe that's come around so soon. Um, so do check that out. Um, Far Cry 6 Lost Between Worlds, this big expansion for Far Cry 6, also launches tomorrow. I'm very excited to jump into that. Got it all downloaded, ready to go. Very, very hyped. And look out for probably more on that uh, next week. Um, the Space Academy DLC for Two Point Campus also launches tomorrow. Um, if you're looking for some more Two Point Campus goodness in your life, um, the Space Academy is launching tomorrow on PC and consoles. Um, Hello Neighbor 2 comes to PC, Xbox, and Switch. All that good stuff. And PlayStation as well, I believe. Um, Solar Ash is coming to PC on Steam tomorrow. Season 19 of Destiny 2 starts tomorrow. Talking about live service games. Season 19 of Destiny 2. Right? Um, Shredders it's coming to PS5 tomorrow as well. There's a lot of stuff coming on tomorrow. Uh, Knights of Wonder 2 Sovereign also launches on PC. You can read our review of that right now. We're on FeedGuns.net. Oh my god, there's loads coming out. There's so much coming out. Um, Hubris is coming to PC on December 7th. Swordship is coming to Xbox Series X, Xbox One, uh, PlayStation on December 7th. Zombie Cure Lab is coming to PC in early access. No Man's Sky Expedition 5 launches on December 8th. Um, the next Mario Kart 8 booster course is uh, coming to Switch. I'm looking for some brand new tracks coming to Mario Kart 8. Looking forward to it because I've got one of my favorite Mario Kart maps of all time finally coming back. Super exciting. Um, Get Ready Mars Jurassic World 2 Evolution 2 DLC launches this week. How many fucking DLCs is this game gonna have? <laughs> <laughs> so many. Oh, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it will be. Um, Chained Echoes is also coming to PC and Switch on December 8th. You can read more of that on um on Bing Guns very, very soon. Oh my god, a portal with RTX is coming out on PC on December 8th. So if you have a particularly monstrous uh gaming PC, um you should be able to check that out. I don't think it can run on my laptop. I think that's how powerful this bastard is. Um, so I might have a look and see if it can. Cat, the middle one for you to have a look at. If you want to run Portal in the shininess. I've never played a Portal game, you know. Maybe a long, long time ago. Like, long, long time ago for huh. a couple of minutes at a friend's house. But, uh, yeah, I think of it okay. Maybe. Might be able we'll to. See. It, might, it might be all right. Um, yeah, we'll I have to look them. on that fancy website that Sean knows about. Yes. Wallacerun.com or whatever it is. Well, just scan this game run <laughs> on my laptop.com, yes. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it's called. Um, so yeah, um, that's kind of your lot for this uh, for this week. Again, another heavy week. A lot of DLC coming out this week. Um, so that's cool. And uh, next week, of course, sees Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion launching, um, which I'm sure Miles will give a bit more time to now because the protocol was total garbage. Um Yay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> um December 14th sees, of course, the next gen version of The Witcher 3 coming out. So if you want that next-gen goodness for The Witcher 3, don't. it's not too far away. 
Right then, that's it there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not follow us on Patreon for $1 a month? You can keep this podcast live on its various podcasting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. It is goodbye from Josh Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Well, well. It is goodbye from Kat Thompson. Bye. It's goodbye <laughs> from Sean Thompson. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe Thompson. We'll see you next time. On the Finger Guns podcast, a couple of Game Awards stuff coming very, very soon. Bye.